What's good, everybody? Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, your host, Percy Garner, where we talk about life and sports and everything in between. Percy, though, I had 19 questions in like five minutes. I was like, yeah. And then we got to one. Yeah, and that's (laughs) one I, I enjoyed that question, actually. Oh yeah, I, I, that play resonated with me. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, I had some. I have some suggestions there for that too. He should write a book about that. He is. Okay, he's writing a biography though. Well, it should about your name. Well, I think when I was re- listening to that today, I thought that should be in this moment. That's what it should be called because everything leading up to that moment, and he talked about he knew he was in that moment as a Christian. How many of us know when we're in that mm. moment? And it's a simile, right? It's yeah. it's similar in your lifestyles, but how many Christians actually prepare themselves the way athletes prepare themselves for that moment? Ooh. And so this is recording, right? All right, good. And so when <laughs> it, so you know, when you think about stuff like that, I can think of many times in my life where I knew I was in that moment as a Christian to help somebody or somebody was helping me or I was just part of something that I felt the Holy Spirit working in me. And that is the same. You could feel the passion when C was talking about that and saying, Hey, I, I knew that all these, all the people who had helped me up that point, all the manners I had up that point, all the five thirty workouts I had up that point, if he hadn't been prepared for that moment, how would it have turned out? And if you're not prepared for that moment, when God calls you, How's that going to turn out? Mm-hmm. I think that would be very cool. To that hear, is, to, yeah. You guys I, could, you know, everybody can relate to that. You can relate to that. Yeah, you know, everybody sure. has something in their life where they can relate to that moment, right? That they were they were there, and a lot of people don't even recognize that moment that you're in it till he said after you're gone. After and you look back and you go, I missed an opportunity. Sorry. Well, I would say the people that don't recognize they're in the moment, I would say most of the time they do well in that moment. Like, well, no, not like that. Like, okay, so if you are in that moment and you're thinking about the moment, like, oh my gosh, right, this is the it's moment. It's muscle memory. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, wasn't in that moment, he was like, oh, yeah, it's yes. all led up to this. Right. He wasn't like, oh, crap, I'm blitzing. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, I get you. <laughs> but the people that are like, oh, crap, I'm blitzing. It's like, I don't think they prepared for this moment. The thing I learned from Roy Halliday is so he didn't really speak, you know, and rest in peace. To, to Roy Halliday, but he didn't speak much. He just knew what his mission was for that day, and he did it and was out of there. Did his job, out of there. And I admired that. I'd sure. never seen anyone like that, especially someone of his status, his stardom. I just, every person I saw that was a star like that would, you know, let people know. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a guy. You had a stereotype yes. of what those type of folks are. Yes. Right. You know, you're getting paid $30 million. Right. You're, right. you're You're living lavishly. He, I right. mean, yes, he had nice cars, but, you know, he wasn't driving fast and sure. having an Audi R8 or anything like that. Right. He showed up and did his job. Yes. Um, but, uh, example. yes. So the way he did this, uh, wait, where was I going? Help me out, Josh. No. The way he he went about his his like every day every day boom 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 it just it kind of set a standard and it, like it kind of took me like oh wow this is how it's supposed to be done like 
it's just it's it's weird to me. And he's been in a lot of those moments we just talked about. <laughs> I mean, throwing no hitters well, in playoffs drew, and yeah, all that. You drew from that from yeah. him. Yeah, and it was it was crazy just because looking at Roy Halladay, and we had guys like Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins. You know, those guys. You had all different types of personalities. Sure. We all knew who Jimmy Rollins is yeah, and all that. Yeah. But uh, just sitting back and watching Roy Holiday, like, it was just, man, like, the way he prepared. Because I always thought, you know, success, that brings confidence. If I do well, then I believe in myself. But Roy Holiday had a different um, uh, perspective, and he brought it to everybody in the Phillies organization. And their whole thing was preparation you know, that bleeds success and confidence. Right. It's not the other way around. So then they kind of like, oh, wow, like, okay. And because I've always like, it always took me a couple passes or a couple pitches to be like, okay, I'm, I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you is, lost it over yeah. a week. Sure. That, and that's just my lack sure, of confidence sure. because maybe I was, obviously sure. I was doing the football workouts and football was a little bit different. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, baseball, I never, I well, never had baseball, the confidence. you were, it was you. Like, you, you, there was nobody helping you yeah. out there on that mound when you're struggling, right? You know, I wrestled in high school. It was the same way. So, like, you're out there. If you have a bad day, you got a bad day, you're getting your butt kicked. That's it, man. You learn from that That's experience. a different level, though. You know, someone hitting a home run off you and someone just slamming you and pinning you. Oh, well. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. Who said I ever got pinned? I, I didn't say that. I just assume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, I guess we should probably <laughs> have an introduction. Okay. Um, but uh, guys, welcome back to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, uh, Percy Garner. And uh, we have a special guest with me. Uh, so I know this guy because um, we we have gone to church together. We have, I guess, interacted before when I was, what, early in my high school yeah. career. Um, and it's just a great guy. And you've grown to be a mentor in the spiritual uh, arena with me and I've appreciated it. Oh, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I think it's important that I have, cause you know, I guess I want my podcast to be more of a, a faith, family, marriage, sports, and then yeah, sure. whatever stuff we all enjoy. Right. Yes. And, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I think it was important to, you know, and maybe if this, you know, if you guys want to come back, we can have Deb and, you know, yeah. Bailey and Ty. Oh, but yeah, Ty, sure. he's an adult now. He, I don't a, know if he's got time for yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's a working man now. He's bringing but, home the bacon. Yes. So. but um, Spending it faster than he brings it home. <laughs> well, that's what we do when we're young. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned my, you know, I've, I've grown, you know. Josh, are you, have you grown yet? <laughs> he's grown. grown. Okay. Josh yeah. says, I haven't made any money yet. <laughs> Speaking of that, so um, Josh All is he's the producer of this podcast and of several other podcasts. Um, he runs the Get Level Podcast Network, him and Kyle Schweitzer. And their vision, I guess, and I'll make sure I want to say this right, is to make sure people who don't have the power or means or knowledge to get their word out to the masses, um, especially nonprofits, uh, he wants to do that for them. Did I, did I say that correctly? Is that good? It's, uh, I try to do it my best. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Get Level Podcast Network um, is uh, kind of like under the whole thing is next level. Uh, I love that name, by the way. And it's there's no T. I, 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 I say it that way anyway. But, <laughs> but yeah, and I, um, I'm just glad that, you know, Josh has given me the opportunity uh, to do these things and uh, also get to know people that I already know more. Sure. So that's that. what I'm going to do. I guess I never said your name, but my guest is Adam Wilson, and I appreciate having you here. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling <laughs> ready to go here. 
Yes, uh, and obviously we've already started talking and getting yeah. some good stuff. Yeah, uh, which is why. I have people like you on here because I know you have a lot to share and I want to learn. So instead of just okay. going, hey, Adam, teach me some stuff or let's talk about it. Might as well let a lot of other people here. Cool. And by right. a lot, That's I mean exciting. five other people. I no, appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> all, all seven of them. <laughs> but no, I kind of just want to start. So um, the main, one of the main reasons I'm having you on here is just because obviously you're an established, uh, decorated salesman. You're also a, a father, great husband, and you're involved in the church. So we go to First Christian Church, and uh, you've tugged on me to, to get more involved as well. And uh, the biggest thing that you and your family do, uh, you guys go on mission trips. Uh, yep. Everywhere. Tom, short-term. Short-term mission short trips. Term, yep. Short-term mm-hmm. mission trips. Uh, explain that. Short-term. like uh, You know, when you talk about emissions, some people live in the missions field. Oh, okay. uh, and we're talking international short-term mission trips is really what we love to do. Uh, I would say that the misconception is that you'd have to travel overseas to do missions, and that is not the case. We're doing mission work right here, right now. True, true. We're reaching a lot of people, and yeah. that is a true mission, right? You're always going to be on the mission for God. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, speak to Roy Holiday and tell him how he had an impact on you, but— I was so afraid to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the kind of thing, the seeds that he planted that he may not know. People don't know you're planting these seeds, right? True. And so, yeah, short-term mission is w- w- generally seven days to two weeks is what I okay. consider that. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, you went on pl- to places like Haiti. And- yeah, I've been to uh, Haiti, uh, I think, seven times. And uh, my wife, Deb, is on a uh, board of directors for Vida Nueva Ministries, which is in Mexico that has, uh, I believe, uh, four church plants now. And they're working on their fifth. And they ha- also have a Christian school, which is the only recognized Christian school by the Mexican government. And so we go down wow. there quite a bit. It's on the border. It's in kind of a dangerous area. And then uh, we've been to North Africa twice uh, to visit folks. And then I got to go to Cuba uh, one wow. time, and that was uh, quite a trip. And and Cuba, they have a strong uh, Christian Catholic background. They have, yeah. So when you get into... Well, I don't want to say strong, but they, they have Well, a <laughs> it's different. Yeah. It's a different type of Catholic than here. You don't want to offend any Catholics out there listening because it, in Mexico as well and in Cuba, it's a it's a dark kind of Catholic uh, um, religion. And also in Cuba, since it is communism, they recognize, they basically grandfathered in about four or five religions, uh, you know, that they allow people to technically be Mm. a part of. But they've over years changed the what those religions are. So if you are like you and I, you know, we're non-denominational, it's not illegal, quote unquote, but they will they will bring you down. They will literally come after you. Really? Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting environment. Yeah. So, and we'll get into the, the tough aspect of being, you know, going places. Cause yep. you know, we all love our, our, our comfy <laughs> our homes zone. Yeah, our and our, our communities sure. and all that stuff. And most people, I, I don't think really even think about, you know, especially with the stuff going on in uh, Yemen right now. And it's just, it's just it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. But um, for those people who are touched by that and want to get out and do something, um, you know, you'd be a great resource just to, if, sure. if it's something that you aren't doing at the moment, I'm pretty sure you can connect somebody with that. Yeah. Um, do you have social media? I do not. Okay. <laughs> I told I you, say. I am, I am not techie, dude. <laughs> Listen, I, I watched your podcast this morning. I had to have my wife help me figure out where it was at. She said, She's like, go to YouTube. I'm like, 
how do you spell that? <laughs> she's like, just like it sounds. I go, okay. So I went there. She's like, there. And then I clicked on the wrong one because I wanted to watch. So then I started over. And then I put it in my car and just listened to it. Okay, there we so go. So that's she. Just so you know, she's uh, an IT geek. So oh, really? she, yeah. So she has so seventeen years of. Stuff to oh talk yeah. About. She's she's got a computer background. That's what she did for oh. a living before she started the toy store. Oh okay. Yeah. Nice. So she's my computer. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know that. See, mm-hmm. she's not even here, and I'm learning stuff about death. So that's yeah. what's up. Um, how long have you and your? Because you and your kids go with you too, right? Yeah, Bailey they go. They go sometimes. Yep. Okay. On these trips, sometimes I'll try to go first just to get a yeah. handle and an eye on what's there. And that's that's definitely like smart. That. Um, yeah. how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, 2009 was the first time I went on a trip and that, and you know, I started at the first Christian church in like 07 maybe. And I grew up, uh, Lutheran. And so it was a different environment for me. You know, I've always been a Christian my whole life, but when I came to first Christian, it kind of opened me up to more Bible study Mm. and more. And also, you know, I had a stereotype that men don't go to church really, you know, just old feeble men. And that's not true. God is a strong, (laughs) strong man. And he wants strong men and strong fathers. And so anyhow, I got it, you know, I have an adventurous side. So when you talk about comfort zone, I mean, yeah, I I like to be here. I want to be safe and stuff like that. But my adventurous side way outweighs my comfort zone. Gotcha. Uh, And so um, they said, hey, we're going to North Africa and nobody wanted to sign up. I'm like, I'll sign up. I didn't even know anybody. I went with Dr. Clemens and his wife <laughs> and the three of us went and we had a blast. We usually flew into, you know, Africa and then people don't know is the top part of Africa is actually owned by Spain. There's a, a little area there right on the north side of the Bering Strait, which is like nine miles away. And I'm a really good swimmer. So I was like, worst case scenario, I'm swimming back to Spain. Right. That was <laughs> my, that was my me. game plan. That was game plan one. <laughs> and that's funny. Cause when you get into these situations and you try not to, you know, prejudge or anything like that, right. but you always got to have a backup. Oh, that was my, that was plan a swim the Bering Strait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness so it was it was good and then that's we what's went. up 2009 so that's 11 years yeah that's and, crazy. and then what really blew it up was there's there's a convention like a trade show that anybody would go to called icom and it's i believe the icom.org or the icom.com and it is a trade show for its international conference on missions so you know most missionaries can't advertise what they're doing you know for safety reasons yeah and you don't know a lot about what people are doing so it's a it's booths for college kids to come in and see and go to you know a lot of different colleges but also it allows all of the networking of the missions field to gather to get people to gain funds to see to show what they do some of the work that they do so i was i walked that and that's what got me hooked up with haiti because um they had a business on missions is something that was pretty cool and you can go to these different uh seminars while you're there and one of them was about uh, haiti and how they these people build chicken coops and then it's like a business and then they start paying that back and then somebody else in that community gets that money to start their chicken coop and then so on and so on and so on. So that $1,500 just rolls over and over and over and over. And I was like, as a businessman, that's a great business plan, you know, in that area. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's crazy. So when did you first involve your kids? So you said you went in 09. Yeah, I went in 09 to North Africa and then, um, in 2000, I think 11 or 12, right after the earthquake in Haiti, I went down to Haiti, uh, by myself. It just, and I do this, like I just, 
show up like, hey, I want to go on this trip. And they're like, meet us at the Miami airport. Okay, and I will. I just get on a plane and meet people to Miami airport and go to Haiti with them. And then uh, I got to know this area called Christianville, and it was really cool. So then the next time I went down, I took uh, my son and daughter and uh, my wife and some other folks. And, you know, I really had a passion for that. So I try to, you know, I try to convince you to go all the time. But it's, a, <laughs> it's something that overflows out of me because yeah. I want you to feel what I feel. And so that's how that started going. So I think my daughter, who's 16, she's been to Haiti four times, I think. And Debbie's been there, I believe, six or seven. Wow. And they've been to Mexico. Ty has been to to Haiti, and then they've both been to Mexico. We've probably been down there three or four times, the kids have. And so, yeah, you know, since 16 and 18 years old, they've been around the world. That's what's up. I've, I've I mean, I've been to Toronto, but I don't really count that. That's that's, that's diverse community. You see the whole world in Toronto, just so you know. Well, yeah, you do. But I wanna... and that is a mission field. Yeah, is it? Okay. Well, well, I guess everywhere. If you is. can reach, yeah, yeah. If you can reach the rest of the world from a safe location, they have family that are in areas of the world you can't true. reach. True, that is true. And um, I mean, in Travis, yeah, because we have well, at First Christian Church, we have small groups. I'm sure other uh, ch- uh, churches do as well. Um, but then we, yeah, T Mac, but he says, Hey, you know, you know, there's people that do, you know, missions where they travel internationally, you know, and he said, there's also people who do local missions. You don't have to travel the world, but as long as you are, you know, involving yourself and, you know, sharing God's light in any form or fashion, um, any, obviously you felt the calling to do, you know, go above and beyond. And I think it's important that, you know, just like certain certain people might serve in the the military, and certain yeah. people serve in different sure. aspects. It's just it's it's it, what the yeah. God leaves their heart, puts in their heart. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But what? Oh, say like so. You had your whole family involved. What impact do you think? Because I was talking about that with Daniel, <clears throat> Daniel Ift at Minnesota. They with the riots and stuff. Mm. They have had their players out helping a lot, but he's figured out that yes, those people love that you know the. The uh, the Gophers are out there. The Timberwolves are out there. The mm-hmm. Vikings are out there. But a lot of those guys pick up stuff, and it fills their heart up just as much. Um, you know, helping and you know serving, it it kind of works as a two way street. And it does. I mean, how what what kind of impact does it had on you? And what have you seen in your children if they have like an impact from going on these mission trips, or they're just like come back like obviously with a different perspective? But yeah, perspective is the is the key word there. You come back with different perspective and. And it's uh, really obviously opens your eyes to things that you can't even talk about and try to explain to people here. It's like when you've gone to battle with guys in, in the trenches and you go to, you know, you're in state championship mode, you can't explain yeah. the, okay, what's going on. But for me, it really has changed our life. We, all of our, you know, Bailey loves, she just loves going on traveling. My kids love to travel. I think that's part of it. Uh, they, are able to recognize, uh, maybe see things other folks can't see based off of their perspective. They might have a um, little less anger on first world problems because yeah. they, they understand third world problems. True. And, you know, you see things that um, that are, are devastating and you it's tough because you can't fix it all. You go to orphanages, you want to bring them all home, right? You, yeah. We're in Haiti and my daughter is awesome. She's, she relates even from a young age she would relate with adults really well so she interacts very well uh can communicate very well and so it's easy to travel with her you know our kids have always been very easy to travel with they they don't 
you know, they don't act like crazy Americans. They're not loud and obnoxious, you know. Yeah, you I can't about, see them acting crazy. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you know. And so, you know, when you go places and you, you're doing, uh, like in Haiti, we're doing assessments of schools and we're trying to bring protein levels up. And, you know, when you talk about dieting and plans like that, and you see this in a third world country where they don't have protein and their hair's falling out and things are happening to these kids and they're four, five, six, seven years old, you know, you recognize how important, uh, you know, nutrition is yeah and you're so you're you're we're doing you know somebody's measuring height somebody's measuring weight somebody's putting on cream for scabies somebody's uh doing washing their hair and things like and you run them through this line they're feeding them and you do these assessments every now and then and you get to one and you're like you know 45 inches tall and weighs 38 pounds and you look wow. you know you look at the people who live there the americans who live there who are and you look at her and they're like they just shake their head like She's not going to be here next week. She's going to die this week. There's there's nothing they can do. Because my one-year-old daughter's 26 pounds. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Man. And so, you know, your BMI is is so low. They yeah. just They know, like, unless somebody took that person and started putting IVs in them, they're... Yeah, it's not going to... Yeah. So and that's the type of stuff that definitely leaves a long-lasting impact. Sure. Um, I mean... So when you're over there and you're doing, you know, God's work and you're, you're obviously full of the Holy Spirit, like, well, first, I guess let's, for, we're not going to assume every listener is a, <laughs> is, is a Christian and knows exactly what the Holy Spirit right. is. But in your words, uh, uh, what is the Holy Spirit? I, I, explain I, it. Sure. I'm thinking about that, um, you know, ever since you sent the questions five minutes ago that I had to look at, <laughs> you know, I appreciate all the lead time on that. No. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sent those two days ago. <laughs> Josh, Josh was I, was he supposed to get those to me sooner? <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, it's uh, definitely on me. My no, man. no. Uh, I, I, well, you know, the Holy Spirit to me is when we go there, it's kind of like endorphins when you work out. You you get a little bit of that flavor of you just feel God working in you, and you feel like to me the Holy Spirit is being somewhere and knowing that God wants you there. Like mm. I feel him inside me, working inside me and giving me joy for doing his work. And I feel like that's the Holy spirit and you, it's something you can't explain it till you feel it, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's kind of interesting because like my sister who's three years older than me. So when she was about 50, you know, I'm, I'm 52 now. So, you know, like, no, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> so well, actually I'm only 51. Right? So I'm not that old. Uh, so that's my line. You old as dirt. So when, you know, and like I said, we grew up in the, in the Lutheran church and she started going to church in Columbus. Columbus where she lives and then and it just automatically she was filled with the Holy Spirit like she literally called and said I know what you feel now like it was something that even though she had been a Christian and she believed in God and she she tried to do what God wanted she she just all of a sudden and then she couldn't stop like it just overflowed out of her like she she just wanted everybody to feel like she felt I'm like you need to calm down because you're gonna push people away like just back it off you know God only God can put people you know the feel the Holy Spirit you can do whatever work you can do but you can't make them understand what you feel I just thought it was important that people weren't just like oh the Holy Spirit is that one like that's not what we're talking about. It's just, I would say, describe it as you're just present in that moment and you know, mm. like mm-hmm. you said, that you're doing mm. and I've seen, God's work. When I was in Cuba, I saw some really, <clears throat> really um, crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, 
I uh, got a chance to travel in areas of Cuba that hadn't been opened for like um, about 70 years. And so they had never seen Americans. And we got to do some church services. And there was a uh, a Cuban guy who, um, he, he, he told me he was a prophet. And so, you know, when, you know, you see you're smiling right now, you're laughing already. You know why? That's, that's the reaction, right? Because when you say that in America, you're like, oh, okay, I read about <laughs> prophets in the Bible. Yeah. Well, nobody's to say there isn't prophets now, right? True. And, and uh, when he started uh, talking about us and knew about us before we got there, knew we were coming, didn't know when, knew what our trip was going to be out and about and nailed like point after point after point. Uh, he, he had a relationship with God. Like he, on his days off, like we go golfing or something, he prayed. That's all he do all day is pray. Dang. And it was, it was eye opening for me, but he filled people with the Holy spirit. You know, he did healings, which I had never seen before. And it's hard to say, okay, did that person's back really feel better after that? Did you know? But then, then I saw him, uh, remove demons from people. And that's what, really set me back um, because, you know, when you go to these third world countries, Haiti and even Cuba and parts of Mexico, they understand demons. Like they, like they know what demons are, but they don't understand germs. Like they, they, like germs mean nothing. They can't see a germ. You can't see a demon, but, but, it's the opposite here in the United States. Like we know germs, like we get it right. Especially now. I think the whole world knows germs now, right? But you talk about demons with people like, oh, yeah, you know, I've you yeah, know, I saw him in a movie. Yeah, you know, I, I got sins and stuff. Like that. I'm filled Is that with the person on your shoulder? Yeah, you know, the person telling, <laughs> this one's telling you to do this, this one's. But when you're there and you see, you know, and you read about in the Bible and stuff and how it, it makes your insides just heat up and how the smell when demons are removed from your body. And, and I saw and smelled and, and was a part of that. It was unbelievable. Like that trip, I always tell people, and it was in 2017. It took me a year before I could even talk to Debbie about it. Wow. And it, it's so it's been three years, but it was the most uh, physically draining because we, we hiked 15 kilometers in the mountains and, you know, with packs and it's this hot out, wow. 90 degrees and 100% humidity. And then humidity is dangerous. It was, yeah, it was, so it was physically draining. It was emotionally draining. Everywhere, every village we went to, we'd have church services that lasted three hours and he'd heal people. And I felt like this is what it must be like to follow the, you know, like to follow Paul around yeah. and, or John, you know, this, I, I was like, I was beside myself. Like it wasn't me. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, That's it was crazy. unbelievable. Dang. Well, I didn't expect that when I said, hey, describe. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all, I, I, want, I wanted the real answer. I'm just saying. You're going to you get know, real for me. Here, I like I, if you ask for my opinion, you better pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he did say, man, we only got an hour. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's what I want. I want real, man. But um, so <clears throat> obviously I'm trying to, there's been a couple opportunities I've had. And one been involving baseball where I can go to, you know, another country and, mm. you know, kind of use my platform mm-hmm. to, to, you know, bring, sure. you know, light to and share Jesus with people. Um, and then I've had an opportunity to go to the Dominican Republic and, and I kind of just pass it. And I feel like it's, it's sort of one of these things that, you know, maybe you could be like Josh where you're like, just do just it. Just do it, dude. Yeah. Just instead of just, and one of my favorite YouTubers, he said, you, like right before every video he has, he just says, 
don't worry. Well, he doesn't say this whole thing. I'm paraphrasing. He just says, you got to just press record. That's all he says. That's it. And it's a lot of people like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. Or, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. And we talked about this before, where three years ago, I wanted to be doing something like this. Right. But it just took for someone to go, all right, let, let, we're doing it now. Like, Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know my wife would be dis- disappointed if I didn't say what she always says. You can either make time or you can make excuses, but you can't do both. Oh, yeah. So you can make an excuse on why you want to go. And if you're not passionate about it, don't go. Yeah. Find something else you're passionate about. I, I want everybody to go on a mission trip because I just want them to experience what I experienced. But not everybody's suited for that. Not everybody wants to do that. But if you have the opportunity, I would highly, highly recommend it or take advantage of it. And that, that could just mean going to Missouri and doing some work. But I'm telling you, when you go to other countries, you just experience something a little different because your stereotypes of who people are. Yeah. You know, when you go down to Haiti and they have nothing, like nothing, and they they don't, like you you, you walk around, they're, they're not necessarily smiling or anything like that, but they're very joyful. If you stop and talk to them, they're so joyful. Yeah, they'll talk to you. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, And but you go to those places and, and, and spe- you know, specifically in Haiti, you can recognize, you can't do that here, but you can recognize who's a Christian and who's not. It's very dark. You can look in somebody's eyes and you can see darkness or you can see the light. Mm-hmm. And there's virtually no in between. It's it's very, you know, black and white down yeah. there with with that type of stuff. So, so but yeah, I would say if you have the opportunity to go, maybe it, God wasn't ready for you to go or you weren't ready for that at that time. But yeah, I definitely was not. No, <laughs> I have not been to I the DR I'm before. Cl- you haven't? No. No, but I've, I've been close enough that I can see it every day when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, when I was playing, I got mistaken for being Dominican all the time. Sure. Even by Dominican players. Is that right? They would come to me and be like, hey, hey you, do, you, you know, do kind of like, yeah. like talk Spanish. And I'm like, you're like uh, I'm from Ohio. <laughs> 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 but I, I did learn a lot of Spanish. Um, I'm not going to do any good. now, but uh-huh. um, it did help well, me. Well, then Deb and Bailey, she can, she can speak a little Spanish. Really? Took, yeah. See, I'm not fluent. But I'm more like I can say a sentence and they will understand what I'm saying. Okay. But then when they try to speak back to me, I'm just like, that was so fast. I think you have to live in that culture. Yeah. Too. Like, I think I could pick up a language, but I have to live where they speak that language. Well, I, all my teammates, I would say not all of them, but I would say 60% of, of my teammates were Latin American. Yes, uh, Venezuelan, yeah. Puerto Rican. So that would be a good. T- and I was getting a lot of it. The That's funniest cool. thing, I had a, uh, a Cuban roommate. We're, he's my uh, oh, accountab- yeah. He's my accountability partner. Oh, he's he's the person that straight up like, hey, how's your walk with God? You still doing this? You still doing cool. that? Have you got rid of that from your life? And it's no, we don't beat around the bush. And I think you need that, you, need you know, that. and you need maybe that. a couple. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, we literally hit it off. He got drafted in 2011. His name's Harold Martinez. I was in his wedding in 2012. Oh, uh-huh. cool, <laughs> yeah. cool. And and it was in Miami. So oh, well, it's not you like- had to go. I mean, <laughs> hopefully it was in January or February. Too. It was in November. Oh, uh, well, that ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but his mom. Like there, when I'm talking Cuban, like his dad was a, a Olympic water polo player and swam That's over crazy. from Cuba. Oh my! Yes. Wow. And then married, or got someone to go from Mexico to marry his wife in Cuba, so she could come back over here. Like talking about putting his life on the line for his family. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I, I met when I met him, I was like, "Whoa! All right, dude. Like you're the real deal." Yeah. But so Eric or Eric Harold complete fluent Spanish, my roommate for two years, maybe more. 
would not speak Spanish to me. He's like, dude, it's way too hard because he's fluent <laughs> English. But his mom was didn't speak English uh, a I bit don't. at all. And I'm like, Harold, man, come on. I'm trying to learn, you know, and just. He just the food. Yeah. The, the, the oh, food. my. At the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. boy. Yes. You want to go on an inexpensive. I mean, you get some, you get a lot of meal down there in Cuba really? for nothing. Yeah. All I know is just rice, chicken. <laughs> so, that's all he made. He had a rice cooker on the road with him. Is that take right? it on the bus. <laughs> yes. hey, there you go. But um, but now yeah. Shout out to Harold. He's uh, coaching high school baseball in Miami now. Oh yeah, he went to the University of Miami. He was like the next Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, he got drafted high and everything. But yeah, it didn't work good. Out. Yeah, good person. Yeah, he wasn't God's plan though, right? Yeah, exactly. But he's like, he's like one of the, the you know the closest people that I've I've ever met. That okay has a like a real connection and it's just there's no there's no if ands or buts it's just boom that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah i like right. it and sort of like how we're you know well, having this right sure. now but yeah. you got to have that you got to have that um i also want to get back to so on these trips when you go on these mm-hmm. trips it faith is required you're not going down here to ha- like i mean you're going to have fun you're going to hang out with people mm-hmm. and you're going to share god's word and that's pretty much it but it requires faith. You're not going down there like, hey, it's going to be, you know, pina coladas, <laughs> you know, have some Bible study with some friends. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a little different surprised. than that. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I've gone with some folks who I wouldn't consider are um, believers, um, but from a sense of they don't, it's not, they don't go to church or they, you know, they don't really have anything. They don't prioritize. They, they, they have a it's hole not. in their heart where God should be and it's just not there. Gotcha. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, um, you know, atheist or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, faith, yeah, there's a lot of things you have to have faith in, at least we do, you know, especially when we're taking teams, is we really need to be cognizant of who we're taking, their background, what you, you don't want people that um, are going to get the team in issues or in a bad situation, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a lot of times when we're going there, you know, you talk about uh, speaking the word of God. Most of the time, our speaking the word of God is with our lips closed. It's who we are, and yeah. people are watching. Like I know they watch here. Like people watch you, Percy, because yeah. you don't realize it, but you know it's a it's a burden that you have because of your platform. But you have to think twice about what you say or do, or where you go, or who you know you buy a car from, or whatever, mm-hmm. because people are going to push you on that. People who um, and, and this happens in these countries where you go, they're going to push you to see if they can find a crack in your Christianity and in your faith. Right. Sure. So they are going to say or do things that are, you know, not nice. <laughs> okay. But at the end of the day, the only reason they're doing that is because they don't have the faith or knowledge to be who you are. And if they can't be who you are, they don't want you to be who you are. So, but that doesn't mean they don't respect the fact that you can hold strong to that. And that makes them question whether they should be faithful as well. Ooh, I like that. It, it does. And they might and that, not that, show it. They might yeah. not say it. They might act mean. But at the end of the day, deep down, they respect, they want to be who you are. And they want to know why, what, what is that Holy Spirit? They, wanna, they want that. But and, they don't know how to get it. And I, I've actually experienced that firsthand with teammates in in, okay. in baseball, where they want to knock you down. Yeah, it's just obvious. Yeah, and it was very rare though because they you know I'm always happy. You. My they my think joy. it's fake. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and I'm like leading the league in smiles, yeah. right? <laughs> 
and I'm telling him like, bro, it's a, I don't know. It's a habit. Uh, I, I can't yeah. help it. It's just like you're you, fake, man. You're just yeah, aren't you? You know, I I can't help but sm- I laugh at everything. Some things I probably shouldn't laugh at, but yeah, you know. it just happens. And uh, no, there's a couple of my teammates, but after a while, they were like, wow, okay, like I, I thought you. this was some type you. of you know performance or whatever. And but he's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, and I. I you know, I'd like to, you know, get to know you more and just, you know, but at first yeah. I could tell there was just negative energy. Sure. They're like, nobody's this happy. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody loves God this much. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I also eventually, yeah, those, the same people, you know, we're at that moment of the bullpen, you know, everyone's tired and, you know, you're sitting there and next thing you know, so first, um, you know, what church you go to? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I played for the Akron Rubber Ducks, yeah. You know, we're close to my home. So yeah. I'm like, huh, what church do you go to, man? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And, you know, and I'm that guy that's not like very confrontational. So when they ask me a question, they know I'm not going to blow up and talk to, down to them or anything right. like that. Right. They knew they were going to get an answer and we could have a debate if they have some questions. Yeah. So those were the best like bullpen discussions. Oh, man. yeah. yeah sure. just- I have I have this rule that I kind of acquired for myself uh, since going to First Christian Church and, you know, really getting involved. And, and it's if somebody asks me, I try to get one person throughout the week to ask me, where do you go to church without really talking about church or anything like that? You know, if somebody brings up something, I always look for open doors, you know, like, mm-hmm. what, do, what are you doing this summer? Well, okay, I'm going on a mission trip. It's the first thing I'm going to talk about. You start talking about that. You start, and they go, oh, well, where do you go to church at? Like, it has to be affiliated with your church, which yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you go to church at? And I'm like, ching, got somebody to ask me this week, you know? And and so, it's, <laughs> so it's really more of saying, okay, am I, am I being that example that people are looking at me going, hmm, where's this guy? Where, who is he? How is he? becoming this way what churches go to i might want to go to that church or i might want to go to a church like that so when you say that it, it resonates with me mm-hmm. because i try to get people <laughs> once a week to do that i actually had somebody this week uh well, ask me that and that's so what's was, up yeah, it was cool and i and i hadn't had it in a while you know i was like dang i gotta get back to that <laughs> well and, and the funny thing about what you said is you know how did you become this way and obviously we got it's four chairs right at our church that yeah. we talk about. Yes. And I do want to get this point Long, out there. Yeah. yeah. So most people think, and when I bring up church or, you know, God or Jesus or anything to anybody, they feel they're not worthy or. Yep. Uh, they don't want to change yep. everything they're doing in life. Yep. They don't or, want to wait 80. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or, you know, oh, oh, the church is full of hypocrites and all that stuff. Which they are. Yes. Yes. Uh, and okay. that's the one thing. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's why we're there. Yeah. <laughs> And and, and Travis always says that he goes, you know, church is, you know, not perfect people. You know, it's, it's people worshiping a perfect God, you know? And I think it's a thing that most people have to know. And I don't think as Christians, we do a great job of getting it out there. We don't. um, And letting people know like, Hey, yeah, we suck too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's why we're worshiping him. Because it is. I mean, you know, people think, oh, you know, I, I need to stop, you know, drinking. I can't mm. go hang out with these friends that I grew up with. They're bad influence. Stuff like that. And I said, I was like, well, maybe you're a good influence on that moment, you know, yeah. or um, just don't let all that noise distract you from trying to learn God and trying to, you know, we never have the ultimate goal of being, hey, we made it. We're perfect. Yeah. We're awesome. <laughs> and never it never happens. And, uh, you know, so it is hard from an outside perspective, especially somebody who hasn't grown up in the church to go, well, that guy, you know, 
claims he's a Christian and I, I just saw him doing this or saying this and acting like this and, and it's unfortunate, but that's reality. And yep. that doesn't mean that, you know, he's a bad person or she, that just means that we're, we're a work in progress, you know, yeah. let's, you know, I'm, like our wives always tell us you're a work in progress, <laughs> right? You know, I, I, I bought you with, with the, like you're, you're a house I'm getting ready to remake you, know, yeah. you got a bad kitchen and stuff, but I'll fix you. <laughs> <laughs> I like you that got analogy. good bones. I like that <laughs> well, and the, and the funny thing about that is, um, like, I want to get back to the the four chairs eventually. Yes, but what I was like, what it just sparked in my head is, so people obviously they think you know that that way we just spoke about, but how do I want to say this? Um, they think you know they have to you know get perfect for God and all that. And it's just something that you're not going to get fixed. I don't want to use that word, but you're not going to make changes in your life or better yourself if, you know, you continue to, you know, try to do it yourself or, you know, or have that same approach as I'm not worthy or I got to get myself right before I come to church or before I come to God. And um, I mean, that's not what I was trying to say, but that I love that I I got that out there because that is very important for people to know. And I don't think I do a good job with my friends because there's some people I might have a speech Because you've with. known them forever. You just, yes. You think, oh, they're just going to be like that. Uh, and and then know. after a rubber ducks game, they're like, hey, Purse, uh, share your, your, you know, your testimony. Yeah. And this is before I did Rooted. So wow. I didn't have like a memorized testimony that sure. I could just boom, here it goes. Sure. And, you know, those moments where I'm like, God, let me, I don't want to say anything stupid, please. <laughs> and there's some things. And you don't. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's don't. some days where I'm like. And you know what? When you do what say something I just stupid, saying? they yeah. feel like you're human. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't know. And I tell them, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> know, you know, a lot of verses in the Bible and stuff like that. You yeah. Know, but Well, yeah, and a lot of people you think you need to do real. that as well. Yeah. But the, so the four chairs, and I'm pretty sure other churches, I think at, um, what's the big church on the hill? New Point. New Point. So I was walking through their building. Uh, trying to sell them something, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a boy, and uh, I saw that they they had used different words, but it's same principle. So obviously, we're talking about you don't have to, you know, get become before you belong. We all start. We all belong to, to Jesus. Right. All we have to basically right. do is say, "Hey, hey, I want we, yes, I want I'm you. Here. I accept you. I know you've been here." And <laughs> yeah. the, the people don't realize he's been there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yes. You know, it's, uh, he's just been waiting for you to show up. Yes. You know? Yes. And then also the biggest thing is behaving too. Cause you assume you got to get your behavior. That's together. the big one. That's yeah. the one that people are like, oh, okay, now who do I have to be? Yeah. Isn't that, and that's last, right? If I get this right, it's belong, become, right? Beca- yeah. Dang. What is it? Behave. Come on, Josh. <laughs> What's the third? There's another yeah, one. The, the last, the third one is behave, right? Oh, okay. 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 And then or it's maybe. just, yeah, and I think you're just, and then uh, I, I think the last one's become, I don't know. We'll get it right. I'll figure it out. And Master I'll, Jim's not going to be happy yeah. with us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just cut that out. <laughs> there's four chairs. Trust me. You there's, start with there, one and you go to the fourth one. Yeah, there's four. Just, long, just know it, that you it, belong really the, from the, the beginning. The process is, you know, that, you know, you're, you're, you want to belong. Jesus wants you to be a part of his, of him. And then you, you become a part of the community. The church isn't a building, it's people. Yep. It always has been, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's wanting, you, it, accepting Christ as your savior. So, you know, I always look at that second step as being baptized, you know, and, and accepting him. And then you're working towards 
what do you think he wants me to be? I want to be more like him. Uh, how does that work? Starting to recognize things. And then the fourth chair is really, uh, you know, mentoring others with yeah. that. And, Discipleship. And, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, the, the one thing, and it's it's one thing that I, I think about as a parent now, because obviously we know we've been in the church. We were raised in church. Um but then we have to, you know, kind of pass that on to our child. And we know eventually. Yeah, trust them. Yeah, you got to trust them because there's only so journey. many Sundays that they you can drag them along once the tie. Once mm-hmm. they become old enough, mm-hmm. you can no longer make them do things. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So I guess I have this. So, like, obviously there will come a time where it's, you know, make your decision. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> hopefully you decide to, you know. Uh, you know, keep that a part of your life and make that a priority. Um, but like, do you think about that at all? I sure do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do a lot and uh, more now than I ever have because my kids are getting to, you know, to where they're Yeah, I got a long out. way. <laughs> I, I, not as long as you think. And uh, Percy told me the other day he's picking out a car. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, you, and you, you have to rely on God to – you have to pray for them, you know, all the time. And I, I would, I would say that it, what we probably don't do enough of in general is praying, but praying yeah. with our children and being specific about those prayers with them, praying for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, praying for them to be an example in the community, you know, praying for them to have wisdom and patience and guidance and, and to be open to God, you know, and, and being a light. You know, in those mm-hmm. moments, and there's times That's when the when right the kids there. come home from school and something, and they'll say stuff, and I'll say, "Wow, that that you know, it's kind of like when you're you know, like put your dishes in the sink, you know, put your dishes, and then one day you see them put it in the sink, you're like, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like, yeah, and so uh, you know, I think both my kids have a really good relationship with God. It's they're all different. Mm-hmm. It's completely different, I think. And um, Ty, you know, he's more reserved about it, but he 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 prays. He'll pray with people if you know if they're in trouble or if that's they're feeling up. you know like they need that, and that's that makes you feel good. And when he was younger, he was like ten. He said. He's like, I was just, you know, praying to God, and I was like, I can't wait until I get old enough that I know what God's plan is for me. I'm like, you don't have to wait. Like he, <laughs> could, he, he might tell you now. Yeah. You know, he might yeah. tell you when you're 30, or he might, he might tell you every day. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where like, I can't wait to grow up so I can know what God wants me to do. That was a pretty. I'll never forget That's that. That's what's up. Yeah. And and I'm I'm happy. I I pray a lot with purse, and I I just want to make sure I don't like you know, the ritual prayer where you say the same thing mm. over and over. I want it to be like a conversation. So, you know, we try to, I like when I'm praying, cause you know, you have the stigma of like, especially when you're praying out loud and people hearing you, mm-hmm. then it, it becomes less of a conversation with God is mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, what words can I mm-hmm. say? What, what, are, what are going to sound good? Yeah. <laughs> Should I say a verse right here? Yeah, they know yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, it's something that you have to focus on, especially mm-hmm. with your, with your children. You, you, they look at you every day yep. and you have to, just like you were saying, people with certain platforms as a parent, it's the yeah, awesome platform is, for sure, uh, especially for your kids. So I think it's very important. And I thought it was interesting. And I just, I was like, ah, oh, coming from Adam, I want to hear what he yeah, thinks. I, you know, I and think eventually we'll have to get Deb here, you know? So. Oh yeah. Then she'll <laughs> set you straight. That's what she'll say. Forget here. Let me tell you how, no, she, we have a good partnership, you know, and, and we, 
we've tried to pray every night with our kids. Like we go to bed. My kids have always been sleepers, so they like to sleep all the time. They get that from their mom. That's so good. never had an issue with them getting out in the middle of the night. They go to bed early, but um, so we try to pray and and you know. I need to pray more with them, but we, we take turns praying, you know, in the evening about stuff, but you get cyclical and you start talking about saying, and I'll say, Hey, let's, let's, let's branch out and start, you know? And, yeah. and so we try to pray about things in that moment, in that day that people need help. And it's uh, always makes me feel good. Cause I hear things that they pray about that I'm thinking about that they recognize in the day that yeah. nobody, we didn't even talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's cool. Yes. Um, now, obviously, the, the relationship we have with Jesus and, and Christ, or that's one person. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's obviously affected our lives in a huge way. Um, but just you know, before we end, I want to know like what person, and I I don't want you to offend someone, but like, well, I thought I had an impact <laughs> on that. But like, what person can you think of right now in this moment uh, that just kind of led you? Um, to, to Jesus and to, to live this type of lifestyle and the same token, like someone who had pushed me like Josh to, to do this podcast and to get out there out of my comfort zone and kind of just, you know, even though I look comfortable here and yeah. I like talking, yeah. sure. you know, it's, you know, I always think who cares what I'm saying, but <laughs> <laughs> they do, they do. but, but we, I mean, I listened to like every third word earlier, you know, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was some traffic on the highway, but yeah. but yeah. So like, who was that for you? That kind of was like, sure. you know what? Well, I just want to do that. Cause for me, it was my dad. Okay. I had known people before that, but you know, I looked at my dad differently and I saw his actual life change. Like, you know, he had drank a lot. He would smoke a lot and his language and the music he would listen to was all one thing, one way. And then all of a sudden it just was okay. just crazy. Uh, I, it was a, a switch had flipped CDs in the car. Well, we had an Astro van. We had a black and gray Astro van. Nice. But <laughs> CDs in the Astro van, you know, changed from. Did you say black and red? Black and gray. Oh, phew. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little nervous there for a second. <laughs> uh, no, Oakland Raiders color. No. Um, but it, and not that some of the music was, it was bad, but, you know, the secular music, it just, it's most people listen to it, but we had Mint Condition, R. Kelly, all that stuff in there. And it just quickly switched to Kirk Franklin and just different gospel music, and but just his whole life, yeah, his whole lifestyle hmm. changed, and it just was like do you for know me who to did see that, that for him. Do you know who did that for him? I do not know the individual know. person. Hmm. I might, it might have been uh, Caleb's dad, but I don't know Caleb Caleb Fell, who was mm-hmm. just here on the last mm-hmm. episode, because um, they both they both were in the band together. Okay, my dad played the congos at um, New Life Church of God okay. on South Avenue. Okay. I think that's, <laughs> but when. It just, it was like mm. a, shoot, That's and cool. I got a part, I would go That's sing. a 180, right? Yeah, yeah, it was 180, and I saw it firsthand, and I was like, wow, like, that's for real. You know, my grandma and aunt, who I went to church with every Sunday, you know, they weren't really making an impact because I only saw them that way, and I just thought that, oh, right. you know, the, you know they're church-going people, right. and my dad's just not, you right. know, and then all of a sudden... He is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, whoa. Oh, that's good. And yeah. that's, you know, a lot of people have to have patience with folks like that, right? Yeah. And for me, uh, you know, I, I I don't have a 180 because, like I said, I grew up in a church. Um, I would say that there's uh, – I've been blessed with meeting some of the coolest people around the world you could ever fathom, like people that will make an impact in your life. But I'd say growing up, 
you know, my grandpa was the only person I saw really go to church on a regular basis and be involved. And he was always so happy and outgoing and relaxed. And, mm-hmm. and, but primarily the main person is Debbie, my wife, because, you know, we, she grew up here in this, in this church. That's and, crazy. And yeah. <laughs> and so we really wanted to find a church of our own. And I, I always, you know, when we got married, we were kind of didn't really go to church. We'd come here once in a while. We'd go to my old church once in a while, but we didn't really have a home. And so then that's but, so weird. Cause I look at you like the way you are now, I just can't sure. imagine you not going to church. Uh-huh. I'm sorry about that perception. No, <laughs> you know, but, you know, again, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I always felt something that was missing in here that, that, uh, we needed to be a part of. And, but she has always been my shining light because she's, I don't, I mean, you know, Debbie, she's yeah. just, um, somebody that has always been, uh, happy, like a light in other people's lives. She will mm-hmm. jump right in. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who she it is scared. or what's going on. <laughs> she jumps in there. And then also she's very forgiving and understanding. And she's, she's a great cheerleader for me. We have a, we have a really good marriage. We understand our roles we play in our family and she's my cheerleader. So that's, I would say her. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, hopefully, if uh, we, I ever asked Krista that question, <laughs> hopefully she would say me. No, <laughs> but um, but no, nah, man, that's that's awesome. I'm glad I got to have this conversation with you because it's it's been a while since we've sat down yeah. and talked. We didn't even talk business or anything. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, but uh, no. Nah, um, but you know, I'm I'm glad that you you were able to come in and share you know your story. Oh, I appreciate on how, the you know invite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, have hopefully we have to have you back here uh, later down the road. Um, hopefully we can bring in you know Ty Bailey yeah. and Deb. Do we have fun. enough mics for the. Yeah. They can share mics. Yeah, uh, <laughs> share mics. yeah. but um. But I do want to get out of here. They're about to shut off the electric on us. No, <laughs> <laughs> your phone's gonna go dead. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I got um, nothing left. Yeah, exactly. But um, I appreciate you being here. Thanks, um, man. Love you. Can't wait to see you Sunday. Yeah. Are you going every Sunday or? Yeah, we went this okay, week. Okay, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully, I, I, I saw your wife. And, yeah, yeah. And your son. They said you guys are kind of splitting duties there. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't mess up the video thing coming this <laughs> next Sunday. Bailey, help you out. I don't yeah. know if she's working this. She worked last week. So yeah, it's gonna be me only. <laughs> if me. you get her in here, if you get her in, here, she's 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 a show in herself. Just really? so you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see it. She's more like she seems uh, so like this. No. no oh, I got it. No, okay. No, no. All right. <laughs> we'll definitely get her. She then. thinks she's smarter than she is. <laughs> she did get a thirty-one on the ACT last. Dang. Two weeks ago, she just got her score. So it's almost double my score. Uh, it's, yeah, um, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I had a good GPA. Right? I don't know what to call it. No, but uh, like I said, man, see you. You know, I'll see you at church. Hopefully, we can get yes. you back here later with the the family. Yeah. And uh, man, I'm just I'm I'm glad we had you. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody <laughs> hit that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> hit the the bell so you know every time we got a, a nice podcast coming up like this and uh every tuesday we record and uh upload them every tuesday so expect stuff from us um yeah i'm actually gonna be live tonight twitch.tv forward slash first you're gonna go put that out there um <laughs> and uh man i just i'm glad i did this and i appreciate josh again yeah. um just for pushing me into this and uh man i hope you know we keep it going hopefully we have adam back later and we get some more yeah, guests we'll be praying for you guys both you guys and appreciate you it do appreciate and it hope that um josh can get some better hosts that's that'll be good 
because you know, I mean, you're you're hanging in there by your your fingernails, man. I mean, you got to start somewhere, though. I mean, exactly. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the good starter home. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I get, we got to work on the at- uh, outro as well. But I, I kind of like this outro where you don't have an outro and you talk about having an outro. <laughs> But no, um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I love all y'all, and uh, uh, I guess have a blessed night, day, wherever it is part of the world you're listening to, and uh, you know Jesus loves you as well. Peace.